All right, Gate 14 podcast. I'm Johnny Junta. We are joined, as always, by my two guys. A man that I think is in Virginia right now. Is that correct? Avery Shenye, how are you? Yeah, Richmond, Virginia, living it up. Good weather here. Played some golf. Watch some 810 baseball. Nothing like it. Nothing like 810 baseball. What about you, JR? What are you saying? Where are you at? I am in Georgetown, Ontario, in my bedroom. Okay, there it is. Well, very anticlimactic from JR there. But we got to go into it. Obviously, Jays take two or three from the A's. I'm pretty sure we called that as well. We're just we're just buzzing on fire. On we're just 100%. buzzing on the callouts. So we'll go, we'll start it off. So Friday's game, a guy who I said was impressive, Ross Stripling puts his balls on the table and just absolutely carves the Oakland Athletics. Um Kevin Smith, by the way, my guy, absolutely mashed this weekend. I want to just say that. The Kevin Smith fan club is as good as, as can possibly be. The guy was mashing this weekend, making Biggio look like a bum. But we'll go into that a little bit later, obviously. Let's talk about Ross Tripling. This guy was absolutely dynamite on the mound. He was confident. He was locating his breaking pitches. His fastball actually didn't look too bad. And he was just dicing. Like he, 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 that was a statement start for him. And he just finessed himself back in the pitching rotation with Ryu Hurt. So I love it. It's kind of what we thought, right, Jer? It's this guy's a vet. He's done it before. You're like, okay, Ross, this is your time. We, we actually need you now. And he proved what he, what he can do is why he's going to be our fifth starter moving forward and why we should be confident in Ross Stripling for the next, for the foreseeable future, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he definitely like deserves a spot there. And for you going down means he's going to get a chance. Uh, there's no like pressure on him too. That's the thing. No one expects much out of him. And like, that's a perfect spot for a veteran like Ross Stripling. He's going to come in and obviously he shoved and I'm excited to see what he can do in his next start. Is he better than you say Kikuchi already? <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Listen, I'm not going to go to Kikuchi, but Ross Stripling is pound for pound. No questions asked. Substantially better than Ryu. I, I like I'm done with Ryu. I, I don't know if like if it's a sticky stuff shit or the, like we said we were talking about the family stuff. I am so done with Hinjin Ryu. Like this guy has been terrible for the Blue Jays since he had one good year with the Jays, by the way. Last mm-hmm. year he was absolutely trash. And this year he's been terrible. I don't know if it's just not not having Jano behind the plate since they're like boys or whatever, but he's been horrid. Like I I, I want Ross Stripling in that rotation. Send Ryu to the sun. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Yeah, it could be it could be a Jansen thing. I mean, like, especially like the only thing I say that is just because he's soft throwing and like location is key and, and pitch calling, especially with a soft throwing lefty like him. Uh, like, I, I don't trust Kirk fucking calling the game behind the plate. That's for sure. Uh, but no, it's definitely concerning. It's crazy to think that this guy was like our clear ace <laughs> like two years ago. Well, that was <laughs> like we- Ryu was going in game seven with fucking of a playoff match. But I mean, fuck, dude. I think we're we're moving on from him, which is crazy to think since he's getting twenty mil a year. But. It's crazy. You're right. I mean, Avery. I mean, obviously, you're. Uh, we could compare. You, you were a lefty, correct? So we could compare you yeah. to kind of like a young a young Ryu, a soft throwing lefty <laughs> that gets absolutely fucking mashed. I mean, holy shit, that was tough to watch, boys. Like I, I was at that game. And tough start to my Jays career being at games with this podcast. 0 for 1 and just got absolutely tittied. With the, did he give up four doubles in one fucking inning? Did that actually happen, right? Or was it three? And one of them, he advanced a second on the throw home, right? It was something like that. It was just, uh, for him, one of my buddies who doesn't really watch baseball. It's funny to know the state of the Jays fans for your boys who don't actually watch baseball. 
And he, uh, he said to me last weekend, he's like, Hunjin Ryu just throws only curveballs down the middle. And people just smack them fucking everywhere. And I was like, well, no, not really. And then we watched this again. And it's like, oh, Michael, you're, you're actually right. And it was fucking horrendous to watch. <laughs> it was it was tough to watch. But honestly, we're going to get off Ryu for a second here. We got to bring up a guy. I have to eat crow. We all have to eat crow. Obviously, it's still a little bit early in the in the in the Zach Collins era in Toronto. But holy fuck, I'm all in on Zach Collins. I mean, this guy made me and honestly, this podcast look so damn dumb. This guy was mashing this weekend. Every single pitch. You try to throw him an outside breaking ball, he'll mash it the other way, a little gap single. You try to throw him an inside fastball, mash it in the gap. This guy was insane. I've never – it was one of the biggest turnarounds I've ever seen. He was disgusting. Um, the great one, as they call him, as the best <laughs> baseball player of all time. It was awesome to see. We kind of, I made the video of Zach Collins to kind of get ahead of it in case this breakout weekend sure. happened. And boy, did it ever happen. And we are excited about Zach Collins at this point. Also, Rommel Tapia had pretty decent weekend, I'd say. Yeah. I Honestly, so, the haters are sick with Rommel Tapia because he was quick. Um, he looked pretty good at the plate, like pretty comfortable to play it maybe we were just under over exaggerating with like how bad these guys were just a weekend but yeah i'm i am i am all in on zach collins he could go over his next 50 it's just something about his face and the way he plays the game of baseball it's like i gravitate to this guy and we will be making zach collins shirts by the way i got a couple of d uh, i got a couple of people reaching out to me and stuff like that like blue jay center he lo- he's all in on jack uh, zach collins as well mm-hmm. i love this dude like, I don't know what it is. We will get him on the podcast, by the way, because humble brag, his girlfriend and sister follow the, the pod on, its, on Twitter now. So we're just, we have it in. And I love Zach Collins. And hopefully somehow this finds him. Yeah. After this, I'm going to chop up all his hits into like a greatest hits little <laughs> mixtape. Just pump us up for the next series. And, and you, know, you, know, you know what? It was like, you know what the background has to be of that song? of his like highlight tape is the song is like don't you know pump it up and it's just him just <laughs> mashing baseball <laughs> how many hits did he get i, I think th- maybe seven. six hits six oh. or seven in a weekend dude that's uh i want to look up uh what his average has moved to now because <laughs> the, it heat, was... the heat was never real from us we just didn't know him Right. I didn't, yeah. didn't, know, didn't him. know him. Right. He was that stepdad that just moved into yeah. the house that were like, I fucking hate this guy. He's a, a new change of scenery. But now he's like that. Zach Collins is like that fresh, like he's like that fresh meat. You know, he's like, yeah. wow, I'm all in on this guy. He's like that shiny new car. And I'm all in on Zach Collins. I love this dude. And the funniest shit is, is just the massive turnaround. Like our page went from making a TikTok that went pretty, pretty viral, I guess you could say, roasting the Jays catchers. To all right, we got the, we, we got our gold, we got our silver slugger catcher behind the dish now. Pray for the AL East. Uh, Zach Collins isn't the stepdad; he's the dad that stepped up for this team. He's hitting a cool three eighty five right now. That oh, is absurd! <laughs> what a fucking weekend! And I'll say this, and this has to pose the question now: Do you prefer Zach Collins over Alejandro Kirk? I, like I said, the fresh new toy. I'm all in on Zach Collins. Alejandro Kirk could go to Mars if he has to. I'm all in on Zach Collins. Yeah, I'm in on Collins too over Kirk. I'll be honest. And he's a left-handed bat, which is what yeah, the lineup it's needs. It's a, exactly what the lineup needs. And holy shit! And he, I mean, Zach Collins was he he raised a lot of eyebrows because, to be honest, going back to back with Chapman is the most baller shit I've ever like. Chapman launches it. The, I was there at the game. The stadium's kind of going bananas. 
And then this Zach Collins, like I said, the human thumb, by the way, our king, steps up to the mound and, or steps up to the plate and just mashes a ball over the fence. And the stadium's like, was that fucking Zach Collins who did that shit? It was crazy. I think the text chat we had was maybe seven or eight Zach Collins references, and I was fired up every time. I love he, Zach Collins. I, I so we might have if he hits if he if he keeps at above three hundred average going into the end of next week, I am buying a jersey. I'm buying a Zach <laughs> Collins Toronto Blue Jays powder blue jersey. And by the way, you want to talk about party jerseys? Like I guarantee you, you wear that to like a part like a whatever. People are gonna be like that guy. That guy's fucking nails. You're wearing a Zach you- Collins jersey. <laughs> Is it a DHK jersey or is it Blue Jays store? It's a D- I mean, it's a DH. I'm not, I'm not okay, spending yes, $300 okay. <laughs> on a Zach Collins fucking official DHK jersey. But, yeah, it happens. And, honestly, the Friday game was whatever. I wasn't really – it was like the Jays did what they had to do Friday. Ross stripling back and out. It was easy. You could put up two runs and you'd win that game. But I want to go into the Saturday game. So, Saturday game, I'm sitting behind home plate, 500 level, humble brag. Honestly, not really humble brag. It's been not expensive <laughs> tickets. But uh, – and this umpire, I, we were talking about this. I don't see it at the game, obviously, as much as always the fans, the bandwagoners really boo all the fucking time. These umpires this weekend were the most dumb fuck motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. And and you think the guy today would be a little bit sharper than the dumb the dumbass yesterday. And he calls Springer on that catcher interference when Steven Vogt wasn't even throwing the fucking ball to second base. He did a pump fake. And we're calling runner interference or catcher or yeah, hitter interference. I mean, and the calls yesterday, you guys watched the game. So you saw it. I was getting text messages like that was like three feet outside. So what was mm-hmm. your guys' perspective on that? Because those umpires were horrid the whole weekend. Yeah, I I was shocked. And I was watching also the uh, Yankees-Baltimore game. And the umps were horrendous in that series also. And I got this fucking crazy theory that the <laughs> fucking MLB – is doing this on purpose so that we will accept robot umpires. Because I've never seen umpires this bad before, for fuck's sake. It's not even close to the zone. Like, it's embarrassing. Like, that pretty much cost the Jays the game. And the whatever this new umpire report Twitter account, I don't know if it's new. I was it's trying electric. to pull it up, too. It is Everyone electric. is waiting for this shit now. It's like the two-minute report in the uh, NBA. The All-22. <laughs> it's the All-22 in NFL films. See who yeah. broke our coverage. And then, like... I don't know what it is, but like I was watching this Yankees Baltimore game. I was like, the these umps are just horrendous. Well, Angel Hernandez. I mean, if Angel Hernandez wasn't the main story from Saturday, and he, oh my God, I saw his chart by the way on Twitter, the Angel Hernandez one. I think it was like eighty percent, like eighty six percent. The guy in the Jays game on Saturday, you wouldn't believe it. I don't know if you guys saw it. Sixty eight percent correct call strikes. Sixty horrendous. fucking eight. Do you know what the average is? What's the average? 88%. So he made, he was 20% below average. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing here? I mean, that guy, that guy went out of his way, flew to Canada for, for work. (laughs) He, 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 he flew for work to Toronto and he did that. That like, that's the definition of just a vacation, a vac, a work vacation and not doing fuck all. Cause he was terrible, man. And I, I, you know what? Montoya sticking up for the Jays. Finally, this guy grows. I was a just about to say that. Balls. It's about goddamn time. This guy's he's in the fucking dugout playing bangos or the fuck those things are called the drums. And now about time he's standing up for the boys. Like I was re- like, yeah. and he was, I mean, he was all over this guy. I thought I was going to go. I thought he was going to beat the shit out of him. 
wasn't it it was kind of an awkward toss for me though it wasn't it, it, it wasn't it wasn't as cinematic yeah. as i wanted it to be you know he wasn't like fully committed to it like it was kind of like I'll, I'll yap at him and then he's like oh i'll probably get tossed here <laughs> do you th- and then he's like oh i'll say one last word and he just do you remember those so i had like my 16 year old coach when i played obj his thing was he would ask the umpire to kick like get him tossed right <laughs> he's like he would say some fucked up stuff and then he'd kind of whisper hey like you gotta toss me and then he'd start saying more stuff that he'd yeah. just scream out loud i think charlie montoya probably did that and he looked weird arguing yeah it, i was happy that he did it though like show that he cared at least once yeah you're right and then obviously charlie montoyo gets tossed and i don't know if pete walker had a couple fucking drinks in the dugout before that ninth inning and you put in a guy that has been nothing short of horrid the last two like he had one good month you put in out of all the guys like you have Simber, who's kind of rested in the bullpen at that time you have who else there's uh what's it called richard yeah garcia richard and you put in fucking Julian Merriweather in a high leverage situation. The guy's a nine ERA. Who the fuck drew that up? What analytic drew that up? When you guys saw Julian Merriweather, did your fucking buttholes clench a little bit when this guy steps in the game? Because he's he's been terrible as of late. We, yeah. Jared and I talked about last season. Remember, just I don't know if it was the first week or the first month that he was the best reliever in all of baseball, <laughs> but I have just been holding on to him being good for no reason at all. Just like, oh, Julian Merriweather, he could figure it out today, and he just hasn't. It's because we saw the radar gun at 102 last fucking opening series. But, yeah, I think that he's – fuck, it was tough to watch. But, like, tie game, ninth inning, and that's the guy we're putting out. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. (laughs) That's – and, like, you're the home team, too. Everything's in your ballpark, top of nine. Like, you're putting one of your best guys or your best guy out there in that situation. I get you're trying to rest Jordy, though, and he's been – He's been amazing. Obviously, he's got like what? He's got Six every single game saved, yeah. right? I think he's leading the major leagues in saves, which is, I mean, go show you like the bullpen has been absolutely dynamite. Mm-hmm. And there's, and obviously, listen, and JR, you could, because you're, you're, you're the elite clip guy, or Avery, I don't know. The bull, listen, I'm not a Charlie Montoyo fan, all right? And you guys aren't either, obviously, right? No. You're not big Charlie Montoyo guys. Not, not many Jays fans are, okay? But this bullpen, from I guess you could say July slash August of last year to now has been absolutely lights out. And the only Jays fans that don't fucking understand that are the bandwagon guys that just like to complain about shit for no reason. This bullpen has been elite. And when you talk about guys like Trevor Richards, who the Jays picked up for pretty much no one, right? You have Jimmy Garcia now, who's been dynamite. I love you. Jimmy, whatever the fuck they call him. Jimmy, Jimmy. Simber has been all has been lights out as well. And then you got Jordan Romano on the back end. And then you got Nate Pearson last year, who was lights out at the end of that year. He was coming in high leverage situations, going three up, three down, leaving runners on. So, yeah, yes, I fucking hate Charlie Montoya too, okay? But this bullpen, the, the, the mismanagement bullpen, quote unquote, that people have been saying is the most delusional shit I've ever seen. And they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Maybe, maybe he could still mismanage it with our pitchers just being really good, though. True. Did you think? So, it's like he's been bailed out by our pitchers being awesome. So maybe we don't know, but when we're losing games because of the bullpen, that really shows how he mismanages the bullpen. So I agree the bullpen's been awesome and how this has gone with everyone pitching really well has been managed well to this point. Yeah, and that's I'll, a good point. That's I'll, a good point. And I'll give credit where credit's due. It's been good so far. So no reason to shit on him for no reason. 
But, he got an extension uh, for a reason. He got an extension yeah. for you're not giving extensions to bums. Sorry, I listen. I'm but, not like I said. I'm not a big Charlie Montoya guy. You're not giving extensions to bums. He he's been good. You got to tip your cap, Jerry. You got to think up. Like, who do you think is the core old guys that? Do you think management has talked to a group of the older guys to say, "Hey, do we want Charlie Montoya as the manager?" I think that has to have happened for sure. Yeah, it's tough because Springer hasn't been there that long. Like, so it's like there hasn't really. <laughs> There's not really like a core older group on this Jays team, like Oscar Hernandez. Like maybe I, yeah. I guess. Who, who would, let's come up with a core that you would want to talk. I think to Bo has man. a pretty good say. I would think. Bo yeah, has I think. A pretty Bo, good say. I think Bo Vlad obviously have a say. They're not like vets at all, but um, but like I don't even know if they Jano? like. Yeah, yeah, they probably trust. Like I guess it's all a trust game. Like who's been there the longest? Who's seen the previous manager? Like the difference. Um, but the issue with Montoya, like he could manage the game perfectly. It's just when shit hits the fan, like is he going to be able to fucking rip into these guys and they're going to listen to him? Because it's hard to respect. Like I can't see them being like Montoya being a fucking like go ballistic on them to change room and everyone starts to fucking tighten their assholes and get ready to play. Like that's the issue I think with Montoya is can he do that? Cuz shit's going to hit the fan. At some point the bullpen's going to be shit. We're going to be playing like shit and he's going to have to give he's going to have to pump up the boys and I don't know if like they see him like that. That's the see, issue. That, see that's why I think he's good at is mm-hmm. the pumping up part. I think if they wanted someone who would rip into everyone's ass, they'd go get someone else. Cuz we've yeah. all played a decently high level baseball where you are fucking frightened of some of those coaches. Yeah. Like Johnny, but you, you play better. Don't your... you agree though, that you play like, uh, I would always play better when I have a hard ass. Coach. It depends on the player though. Some players yeah. don't like a, a guy like Manny Machado, obviously a weird reference. I feel like he doesn't play well when a coach rips into him. You know, yeah. I feel like, I feel like maybe honestly, even Bo doesn't play better when a coach mm-hmm. rips into him, you know, a guy that's been kind of coddled his whole life with like his a dad that plays in the majors, stuff like that. So I would like a, I think Charlie Montoyo, I just can't picture him, one, screaming at anyone, or two, kind of hyping the boys up with, like, a, a, a sick speech. I feel yeah. like that would kind – I don't know. You know what? The Jays don't really have a guy, and this is a crazy reference, but I feel like the Jays don't have a guy like Jason Grilly who, of that playoff team or Troy Tulowitzki who was, like, in the room – or Donaldson, I guess you would say, in the room ripping – not ripping these guys apart, but, like, holding people accountable or yeah. trying to fire the guys up. Maybe Chapman can kind of – or Springer? He seems like Springer, a quiet maybe? dude. Yeah, I guess Spr- I would say Springer more than Chap. Chapman seems quiet, like uh, kind of like Zach Collins too, like yeah. very quiet guys. Zach Collins is going to be the leader. We're now but... we're now putting uh, Zach Collins in the veteran group of players. So, you know, you know how Jason, Jason Veritek had the C on his jersey. It's time to give it to Zach yeah. Collins. Give Zach Collins the C. Give him the C. And honestly, you know how funny those those T-shirts are going to be, like just a picture of his face. Like, it's going to be the most random fucking shirt. People are going to see it. Rogers are like, who the fuck is that? Like, they're going to have no it's our idea. savior. The great yeah, one. Yeah, he. I love I love him. He's he's the captain. Uh, but seriously, though, who, who do you think? Like, is there a guy on the team that is kind of like Tulo or um, I, I guess Springer? But Springer's kind of seems like he's kind of the glue guy, the clown, mm-hmm. or the guy that keeps everyone loose. Yeah. I, I don't see a guy on the Jays that is like that, right? I, who would it be? <laughs> It's it might be, be it might be T Oscar. I just don't know like how like it's tough to tell from the outside like how vocal T Oscar is, but he could be he could be a vocal guy. I, I don't really see it, but he could be in the change room. Maybe that's just the way they are though. Mm-hmm. Like this core has agreed upon something internally, obviously, that 
they don't want to shit on each other. It's a good vibes thing. It's not how I would picture it going. And I don't, if that happened on the Red Sox, it might drive Boston fans crazy. Like yeah. they might burn down Fenway if they don't have someone ripping into people. But I don't know. It feels like we're missing that piece. Yeah. But that could come later in the season. That's a deadline acquisition, though. Yeah. Right? It's like a, a guy line, like, yeah. and for instance, we saw him today for a guy like Steven Vogt. I mean, that guy mm-hmm. is, he's a grizzled vet. Uh, obviously, and Kevin Smith told me he's like a big vocal leader in that locker room, in the A's locker room. There's a lot of young guys, and Stephen Vogt takes charge and stuff like that. So I could see Steve, a guy like Stephen Vogt, right? A guy, a guy that's a grizzled vet, not going to get much playing time, but it's going to be that guy getting in people's asses and like letting, holding people accountable. I could definitely see a guy like that for sure, right? Yeah, I don't hate it. But I think one thing, Johnny, you definitely need to touch on, I think we're going to talk about it every single episode, is – Kevin Vigio. Yeah. Okay. We're going to, we're going to fast forward to it. And because obviously you guys are on the Instagram as well um, on the gate 14 podcast, Instagram. So you, you must've got the notifications of me just fighting the good fight on Instagram. I don't know where the fuck Kevin Vigio has just a army, a cult of fucking stands, but it has to stop. It, it has to stop. I mean, there's people, and this is, I don't know if I'm arguing with fucking 12 year olds or these are like grown men, but there's people that are saying he hasn't gotten a shot. Uh, he had 129. He had 294 at bats last year. What do you mean he hasn't got a fucking shot? Uh, he was playing injured. Uh, he was playing injured last year. He was playing through an injury. No, he wasn't. He was healthy because he was on the fucking field. No one was begging Calvin Biggio to come back from injury last year. He was on the field. So enough of making excuses for Calvin Biggio. And one of the most outlandish things I ever heard in my life was some dummy on Instagram called him a prodigy. A prodigy of fucking what? If his last name was Heineman, no one would give a fuck about him. <laughs> Sorry, Ricochet shot at Heineman. But we got to stop with this guy. What, what? He hasn't got a fucking hit. Oh, he gets on base. No, he, what has he done this year? He's terrible. So yeah. I'm just, I'm in this boat where I thought Santiago Espinal was the worst player in baseball preseason. I said that game one to Jeremy. We then ripped him apart for that. We ripped him apart. <laughs> he hit a double in the gap, and I said, okay, he's, he's good. All right? I changed right away. Hand up, I changed. After that, and I was like, okay, let's just play Espinal. And this just the ceiling for Kevin Biggio is so much higher. This team wants to make it to the World Series. I think Kevin Biggio needs to play really well. And I do we want that at this point by how much we rip on him? Yeah, dude, he's so... He's so fucking bad. We we he's talked terrible. about it before. <laughs> we said it before the season. He was going to be the punching bag. Like he's not even a punching bag. You can't even fucking do anything. Like it, it almost feel bad punching at him. He's that bad. Like also, they're playing the shift on him. Like dude, you fucking suck. Bunt to the other fucking side. Get dude, on. Do something. God damn it. Like you're a lefty. You should be a fucking elite bunter, okay? Place it the third base or get out of the fucking lineup. Because why are they? Why are they even shifting on him? That's the truth. Uh, Don't even give him like a chance to get a hit. That's yeah. like shifting on me. Calvin Biggio has no. And let me tell you something. Other major league teams, Biggio has no goddamn idea where he's hitting the ball. Okay, shifting on Biggio would be. I mean, what are you doing? He doesn't. He doesn't make contact. <laughs> what are you shifting on? Like, I mean, what are you doing? He's. And I want to read a tweet. From uh, True RGM on Twitter, Biggio made a lot of better contact today. It's only glaring because he started out the season this way. If it happened in June, it wouldn't garner as much attention. What the fuck are you talking about? He, he, he I, st- 
I don't, I don't totally, totally disagree with that. Obviously, people fall off. He had a bad season last season. It's the one thing that we wanted to monitor right away. Our first mm-hmm. episode, we said, how is Kevin Biggio going to be? And you're right. If you're in a, what are we, 10 games in the season now? A 10-game slump in June doesn't seem so bad as to opening the season. Mm-hmm. But he fucking stinks. I, I just, we, should it, get his da- we should get his dad on the pod somehow, and he could maybe explain I just I don't understand this. Like I don't know when all of a sudden Kevin Biggio just has a like a cult. Like he has a like a cult following now. I don't. I, where did this even come from? I seriously don't understand this. He and listen, was he good his first year? Sure, but you got to also think about this. You got to put this in your mind, right? Rookies in the major leagues, teams don't have that much on them, right? They don't have like they don't know how to pitch. Like obviously, I'm over, I guess overestimating it, but. Teams don't really know how to pitch the guys. They don't really know their weaknesses, their strengths, any of that stuff. Teams have figured out Kevin Biggio. You throw him high elevated fastballs, right? And you throw him low low breaking balls. You you can't hit the high elevated fastball, plain and simple. He swings under it. Um, and he can't hit breaking pitches and he chases. He, 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 he's been pushing. He's been pushing since last year. And now it's time to send him to Dunedin. Sorry, I, I'm I'm serious, man. I and listen, I don't hate Calvin Biggio, but it's the fucking fan club on Twitter that's DMing me, that's fucking Instagramming me. It's the TikTok comments of this guy standing up for this guy. He's not good. It's 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 his last name. These people are delusional, and the people saying he hasn't got a chance. Two hundred and ninety-four at bats isn't fifty. Like mm-hmm. it's not a small sample size. Like that's who he is. Two hundred ninety-four at bats is who he is. With teams on them and stuff, like the injury stuff is so ludicrous to me. I'm just so tired of this Calvin Biggio talk. Santiago Espinal has actually really stood out to me just defensively. He made some really good plays today in the hole and the gap and yesterday. I don't know, man. Sorry, sorry, yesterday he made the really good plays, but it's Espinal's Espinal's job to lose now. We got to stop with this Calvin Biggio charade. Yeah, Espinal will be like if we get, if we end up getting like a big player to play second base, Espinal would be just an elite like utility guy that we can use in playoffs. Like that's where I see Espinal. Like he can play every day second base, but I think at the deadline, if we, if we actually get someone like someone that can play there every day, Espinal would be just a perfect plug-in sort of, he can play that Biggio role playing any position. Okay. Let's look at, uh, I have Kevin Biggio's baseball savant page up. Let's look at his strikeout percentages, 2019, 28.6% strikeout, 28%. 0.6% of the time he goes up to bat, he strikes out. That's is that, is that a lot? Yeah, that's shit. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not Anything, quite sure. 30 is crazy. Like mm-hmm. up to 30 <laughs> is crazy. Joe Adele was 40 in the minors at one point. It's like <laughs> this guy will never play. So JR, so by the way, JR, I want you to clip this and we're gonna send this to Blue Jay Center because they want someone to like make this argument. So keep going, keep going, Andrew, okay. with this shit. 28 by the way, people. 28 percent by the way. And that was his good 20, year. That no, was his 2019. Good year. He, no. I think 2020 was his good year. No, yeah, 2020 was his good year. 2020. Was okay. Good year. He was 23% in 2020, 2021, 26.5. Guess what he is right now? 30, 35, 30 something. 46.2% strikeout rate for Kevin Biggio to start of the season. Is that good? And he's not Joey Gallo. Listen to me. He's not Joey Gallo. He's not where you could kind of be like, oh, okay. He's launching baseballs in mm-hmm. Neptune when he's not striking out. He's not doing none of that. I got another stat for you here. Here it is. Bottom 5% in the league of max exit velo so far this season. Thank you, God, for pulling this up. Thank you for pulling this up. We're about to body bag people on social media for this. So he's the bottom 5% with exit velo. Yeah. 
Is so okay. So the people saying he didn't get a chance is it, is are these are these stats good enough for you? I mean, Avery's really body bagging you with the stats because apparently, according to a guy that's in Miami who is who is commenting at me, uh, Kevin Biggio is the second coming of Christ. Apparently, in the comments that I was seeing, I was reading of this guy. So bottom five percent. 28% strikeout rate, which is above the league, way above the league average. So what does this guy bring to the team? Oh, but he's good defensively, Johnny. No. He had to play right field. <laughs> you, he's that kid you put in right field that can't play when you're little league. Like, that's that, that's what right field is. You can put anyone in right. Josh Naylor was playing fucking right field. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is unfair because he doesn't have many batted balls because he can't make contact because he strikes out all the time. <laughs> that's why he's in the bottom 5% of the league. But... <laughs> Like I'm sure he'll figure it out a little bit. Do do we want good things for Kevin Biggio? Yes, because I'm starting to think. Yes, we don't. because I, listen, in my mind, in my mind, I picture that graphic of Bichette, Biggio, and Vladdy watching. Like I don't know if you saw that MLB graphic where they're yeah. watching their dads play and they're all in the baby Blue Jays uniforms, right? Mm-hmm. The baby Jays. That is still a possibility here, unless this guy fucking figures it out because. I that's the greatest thing ever. Could you imagine the, the story headlines of three the three sons of three former big leaguers winning a World Series? I'm all in on that. But plain and simple, if you're not good, I don't give a fuck who your last name is. You're just you're not good. Like that that's it. Yeah, I we could go on for all times. I think one thing I want to say though for all Blue Jays fans, Buck Martinez, hope he gets better soon. True. I was sad to see. Um yeah. We're, we'll take away the broadcasting part of it. This is real life. I hope he gets better soon. Yeah, but. seriously. I mean, uh, thoughts and prayers with him. And I, I didn't realize, actually, I, I completely forgot, man. You got to kind of tip your cap to this. I'm pretty sure Jamie Campbell is going through cancer as yeah. well, correct? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, just a tough blow because obviously, listen, I, I, I'm obviously taking away the broadcasting side. You can't really mention uh, the Toronto Blue Jays or talk about the history of the Blue Jays without talking about Buck Martinez. He was the he was the famous home run calls for the Jays during those glory days when we were watching them with JD and David Price and Tulo. Um, when I think about those home runs or I think about the, those runs the Jays went on, the 12-game winning streak, 15-game winning streak, I think of Buck Martinez. I think of Buck Martinez calling those games. So, um, yeah, get well soon, Buck. It happens, man. Praying for him. But what, hey, Boston this week, fellas, what do we think of that? Listen, I'm happy Ross Stripling has started to implement himself in this Jays rotation because um, I said it. Did you see the first pitching matchup, by the way? It's an overfest. It's going to be. No, 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 no. Because it's Nate Valdi's pitching against Kikuchi. Oh, against Kikuchi. Oh, okay. I I, I knew Kikuchi was pitching. I just didn't know who he was going up against. Really? It's Valdi? Yeah, I think we might lose by 100 runs. Yeah, that's. I think we, yeah. It's going to be, yeah. It's going to be an eye-opener this weekend. I mean, the lineups we put up this weekend have been uh, pretty bad. Some of them. I, yeah. the, the one today, actually, I don't mind. Yeah, the one today wasn't bad. The mm-hmm. one today, I don't mind. I don't mind the one today, especially having chat. I mean, and listen, and also another rant here, and you guys can back me up on this. There's people saying, send Matt Chapman back to Oakland. And there's people roasting Matt Chapman. Like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, that is the definition of bandwagoners because – for people who don't know what a fucking platinum glove is, <laughs> a platinum glove is the best the best fielder out of all positions in baseball. We're talking gold glove, which is your position. Platinum glove is all of baseball or like all every position. And that's what Matt Chapman is. So for those dummies that were saying, 
Uh, send Mark Chapman back to Oakland. Oakland won the trade. This guy sucks. And listen, I saw it. I saw it when I was in Inst- the Instagram Live at Blue Jay Center. That was some of the main comments was send Chapman back to Oakland. You are so dumb if you think that that guy isn't worth a million, uh, if isn't worth the fucking stars to the Toronto Blue Jays because some of the plays he makes look routine, and you guys mm-hmm. see it, are bananas. These off-balance throws he was making today. I don't know if you saw that try, like that almost double play ball where he comes up, runs in, and just changes momentum to second and gets a double, like that throw to second. He is night and day. So maybe you guys can kind of talk about the difference that I'll start with you, Jay. The difference that Matt Chapman makes. He, he is incredible. Yeah, just blue, blue. Some bandwagoners just don't understand. Like, not every fucking signing or trade is an absolute superstar. Like, fuck, there's a defense side of things to this game. And what, what did you, like, Chapman hit 220 last year, like, two fucking 20. Okay, that is atrocious. But we brought him in for his glove, and he's been fucking stellar defense so far. He looks makes everything so good. And I'll tell you, when games start mattering and we're playing fucking Boston or the Rays, and there's a game saving play, like it's gonna happen. And you're gonna be like, thank fucking lord, that guy's playing three bag. Like, who was (laughs) really the other option at third? Like Chris Bryant, like the Rockies paid him fucking millions. (laughs) Like a fucking billion dollars for that guy. We didn't really need Chris Bryant in this lineup. We didn't no. need a, a righty good bat and a guy who's very average defense um, that, that plays outfield. We didn't need that. We needed Matt Chapman. And the fuck, we relieved the pressure off him. We put him in the fucking 7-8 hole because we can afford it. And now with T. Oscar, obviously he's got to step up a little bit and hit like five or six. But, I mean, he does his thing. He hits the ball really hard. He's going to get home runs, and he's going to be good at defense. Like, that's what he's doing right now. Yeah, I think the value lies there. On the days he doesn't hit, he's going to be the mm-hmm. best fielder in baseball. And yes. If you do, it's There's a lot of games where your best player won't get a hit. It's baseball. Mm-hmm. There's Vladdy today. <laughs> Vladdy was the only guy to get on base today. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. If and- Vladdy three home runs, next game four strikeouts. Yeah. It hap- there's there's two parts to the game for a reason. We talked about it on the first or second episode. They got him because Ryu and Kikuchi give up tons of ground balls to the left side. And having someone there to just vacuum them up and just free outs pretty much is so valuable. Yeah. And you're I right. Also- I think when the games start to matter, Jerry, you're, mm-hmm. that's so good too. It's like we don't have to worry about some guy booting the shit out of the ball. Who was it? Andy Abanez on the Rangers, the first series, made like eight errors. Like they weren't <laughs> sorry, they won't weren't all errors, but he was turning out into us getting on base. Yeah. And we don't have to worry about that. I think that one of the things that's so undervalued is Bo Vlad and whoever the fuck is gonna play second have never been really under structure to learn like defensively. Like we've seen Bo struggle a bit at shortstop, and now Chapman comes in. If you don't think that guy's teaching those things a thing or two about defense like i mean just that alone for Bo, even on the left side like i think is so valuable for Bo's development as a shortstop yeah no you guys hit the nail on the head with that man like jay's fans that are saying send chapman back to oakland do you want espinal third do you want biggio playing fucking third base i i, I don't they get do it. they do actually want biggio playing third Holy true fuck true uh you hit the but you guys that. Would you have wanted Vladdy to go back to third? I know this no. is semantics. Fuck no. No, no. I because... want him just worrying about hitting. I seriously, mm-hmm. that's all I want him to worry yeah. about. That's what he's the best at. He's never going to be an elite fielder. And you got the best of both worlds of the Jays here. You got Vladdy, who gets to stay in the lineup every day and not worry about him making errors or him worrying about fielding. And you got 
the platinum fucking Glover at third base. All right. He received this gold glove award this weekend. So Jays fans, if you ever think about talking shit about fucking Matt Chapman, I want you to pull up the fucking pregame ceremony from Saturday morning. And I want you to just sit there and watch Matt Chapman receive his gold glove award, because that doesn't come to just any average Joe that doesn't come to any bum. So that is the value that Chapman brings. So credit to Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins for pulling the cat out of their, the rabbit out of their hat for getting fucking Matt Chapman, because I mean, I would have never guessed it. I seriously would have never guessed the Jays would have Matt Chapman as their fucking third baseman. I'm happy with it too. It's going to be exciting. I love it, man. And listen, this weekend, man, obviously one thing that really pissed me off about the Jays is like we always talk about, man, there's no in between, right? I mean, the Jays will have games where they put up like six runs, five runs, this game today on Sunday when we're talking was finally a middle game, right? Finally a game where they put up small runs, but their pitching actually shows up and they finally get a win, right? They only put up, I believe, was it a four spot? They put up, they yeah, won four, four three. three. That's a game that I love that the Jays didn't, unfortunately, the Jays didn't win a lot of those games last year, right? I don't know what the exact stats on those are, but last year, Jays weren't winning a lot of close games, plain and simple. They weren't winning those games. You have Tyler Chadwell come out of the bullpen, guys, you, like, I don't know. So a broad hand come out of the bullpen. So it's nice to see Jays finally win games like that. Right. It's nice to see Jays finally win a close game and um, pull. And obviously everything's firing. The bullpen was doing well. The, the, the bats weren't all there. I mean, the bats were there at the start of the game, but the pitching was there. So, and we got to talk about Alec Noah, by the way, Holy fuck. Do we ever. He's the ace, right? He's the ace. I didn't want to believe it, but I think I think it's true. <laughs> Actually, Gosman was so good too, though. True, true. That's games. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Gosman is, I guess it's it's between Gosman. I mean, we have three realistically, three guys that would be yeah. potential aces on on other teams, right? We have Gosman, uh, or Gosman, Barrios, Barrios, and uh, Manoa. So we're we're in a good. Okay, so I'll ask you a question here. If Jays are playing in game. Let's just say, what game should we say here? If Jays are playing in game five of the ALDS, right? Mm-hmm. Who who are you starting? Um, oof. I got to go Barrios. Really? At this point, yeah. I don't know if I, like Gosman looked way better than Barrios. Like his stuff is just better than Barrios stuff. Like I find. What about like, you? What about you, Avery? Who are you starting? In like a do or die game five. Yes. At this point, uh, Kevin Gosman, I think. See, my yeah. point, no, my point was like game five, six, seven, like three, oh. two, one sort of thing. Well, no, DS I'm saying do or die. Games. I'm saying do or, do or die. I'm saying oh, okay, do or yeah, die. Yeah, that, then yeah, Manoa for sure. Okay, so we, I'm, I'm saying Manoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you saying, Avery? I think Gosman. Really? That's it's just, it's just an older guy is the only reason. It's not because of stuff. That's going to be a good question, actually. Like a good poll. I wonder what people are going to say. We're going to get a lot of Barrioses. Uh, we're going to get a lot of those stuff. But I want to say just right now, Manoa's so polished, man. You know, mm-hmm. Manoa is on that mound, and you would think he'd been pitching the league for five to ten years, and this guy barely played in the minors, and he's only pitched for one year in the big leagues, right? I mean, I'm going to say Manoa, dude. That guy is a bulldog on the mound. Some of his shit is frisbee stuff. Like he's a walking pitching ninja video. This guy. Jeremy and I are one big fight that we've kind of gotten into was Alec Manoa in the like full on yelling at each other in the office. We fought, we fought for 
literally eight hours of the day at work, we were just yelling at each other in the corner of work for fucking eight hours. And wife. then in the car ride got, home. Well, it was the time also, when yeah. <laughs> it was a big fight. It was a huge fight. It was started on our podcast and, it, and then it went off camera and we were still going at it for like a week. Manoa was being, there was talks of him being called up and I thought it was too early um, just because of how many innings he had locked. Uh, and I thought that there was going to be reached sort of some sort of innings limit and Abe wanted him up. So we pretty much just fought over should he be called up or not. It was pretty much our big fight. So you said he shouldn't. And Abe I was said he shouldn't. And Abe was on the band, uh, was on the, the train of saying I just he thought he had, he had just outperformed whatever he was going to develop in the minors at that point. True. That's, I, that's a good point. And I had understood that he hadn't pitched a lot, but it's like, what good is he to this team? The team, a team that in hindsight didn't make the playoffs. It was the best thing that ever happened was him getting his feet wet in the majors last year instead of coming up maybe late August, September. Well, you yeah. never know what those college guys though, right? Like college guys, mm -hmm. they're pretty much f where they're going to be. Like that's what they're going to be. You never yeah. really see a college guy that um, like exceed, not exceeds expectation, but a college guy that needs that minor league grooming really. Right. You don't really. Yeah. yeah. But he, and he was a dog at West Virginia too. He was their Friday night guy. Yeah. Obviously his first rounder, but he had the same, same dog in him, same stuff. So that, it was fun. It was a good fight between us. We, fight. I, I think I see what Noah's like. He is just like, we got to admit, he's been way better than what was really expected of him. Yeah. Like Nate Pearson was considered a fucking God. And I think that's where probably where I was coming from was like Nate Pearson has been a fucking, every time we call him up, it's like, holy fuck. Like he's, he's not ready. Or like, we always say he's not ready because his off speed isn't great. But Manoa coming up, it's like, fuck, this kid from college who's played, what, eight? He played four years there, right? I think he was old, yeah. Yeah, like – Well, you have to be at least three and, years if you're – And then, like, yeah, for us to put on that pressure of, like, can he actually perform it? I mean, like, kudos to him. Like, he's been just performing great since he fucking came up. Like, he's yeah. been great, like, ever since he got called up, which is pretty rare to see at the majors. Yeah. No, this is completely off topic, by the way. I got to bring this up because, obviously, I was at the game – and you see all these people going fucking crazy over these dugout deals. And this is this is something <laughs> I want. And can you you guys can you can start clipping this? Can you can you guys start recording this right now? Do you guys have the? I gave you I'm guys recording. the privilege. You guys good? You guys are both recording. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this might be a hot take. Dugout deals are the biggest scam in North America. What? It, why? What do you mean why? You're paying five dollars for a fucking small Bud Light. And a hot dog you have one bite of. What are you talking about? Dugout deals. Whoever invented dugout deals, I think fucking Jordan Belfort, the scam artist, invent invented fucking dugout deals. We're all a part of his penny scheme shit. Dugout deals, listen, they're great. They're cheap. $5 for a little fucking, a little beer like that. Might as well pay eleven twenty five for the tall boy. Like, what are we doing here? It's way more alcohol. The dugout deals at the Jays game, and maybe you guys can bring stats my way. Because obviously I could be wrong on this. Could be just talking out of heart. They are a fucking sham. They are. Sorry. They are. Their dugout deals are a sham. One of the uh, stupidest part of the dugout deals that I saw was there is a beer cart right beside the dugout deals selling 1475 beers. And I was in the line. I was in the line for the dugout deals with Jer. And I was like, Jer, dude, 
I'm just going to buy the fucking full ass beer. I don't want to wait in this line anymore. And if our, buddy, I, our buddy fucking goes and buys the 1475 beer. It's literally right beside dugout deals. And then we go there and he's like, oh, I should have just fucking went in that line. There's like no one there. And he's like, why the fuck did I pay 1475 for this beer? I feel need like to know how big that beer is, though, because if you do that the tall king can, though, yeah, right? so, we need to do the math. Yeah, I think we, we do need, need to, to do the, do the math. math. Someone, tweet out uh, yeah, someone talk. I'm going to do the math right now. Actually, I don't know if I'm the right guy to do the math. <laughs> yeah, but definitely how not the right guy alcohol is in is in tall beer. Tall Is it tall beer? Can, what is it called? The it's king, king can. can. It's a king can. King can. Yeah. Another thing we got to talk about is uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this. I applied for it, but the House of Homers. Have you guys seen this? No, shit? yeah, I saw that yesterday. Is it the Budweiser? How do we thing? get? How do we get our pod in that fucking thing so oh, we can run a yes. podcast in there? The House, right? Of like Homers. we got to get the the listeners on that so that we can. And then what we'll say is the deal will be we bring one listener with us. So if they fucking bamboozle this Budweiser thing to get us in there, we'll bring one listener with us. Or we do this, honestly. This, Jerry, you brought. So I'm assuming you guys have the equipment. I say in the, like in the next two weeks or whatever, like in two weeks when the Jays are playing the Red Sox, we just fucking go. We 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 set up shop outside of the Rogers Center, a, a table because the homeless guys are playing instrument. We can do whatever the fuck we want out there, mm-hmm. and we just fucking do a live pod, live and direct, and not and we just get asses and seats. That would be the most electric thing ever. Before a Red Sox game, we're just sitting on the table. People are looking at us like. What the fuck is that? We have a gate 14 podcast sign in front and we just get asses and seats. I feel like that that's something that has to get done for that Red Sox mm-hmm. series. Do you guys have the equipment for that? I'm assuming or no. We what we what we could do is like what I was thinking, like we sort of have the equipment for it, but it would be cool if we could set up some sort of microphone speaker where like where like fucking people can hear us talking. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they do with the radio. Like, yeah, like yeah. The, with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think we just show. need to, I think we just need to hook up our mics to like, I guess like a speaker or something. Someone's yeah. gotta have a mixer that we can yeah. use. Yeah, that's a good idea. We're definitely, I mean, just that would be fucking hilarious too. It'd just be like a hilarious visual, just like three randos setting up shop at a table, fill it, like doing a, like, I want it to be good for clicks though. It'd be just incredible. Oh, shit. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, uh, the dugout deals, listen, I, I think and I, this could be completely wrong. Did you, did you, the line was just too long when you went for the dugout deals is what you're saying. No, I'm not saying that. I don't care about the line. I like uh, one thing about me. I'm not a line guy. I'll sit in the line for 20 hours if I have to. The <laughs> King can. So the large beer can is 650 milliliters. Okay. 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 A can of beer. I, I believe. Where is it at? Is 341 milliliters. So it's definitely a deal. No, 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 no. I burst my, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what to say. So the tall one is 600. Listen, someone, someone's listening to this. I'm not doing the fucking math on this. Okay. Someone could figure it out. But in my mind, in the back of my mind, when I see a dugout deal, I think, how are they fucking me? How, how are the blue Jays deciding to fuck me? Like they do for the jerseys, mm-hmm. right? How are they fucking me? You know, and I, I think the dugout deals. Okay. Maybe the beers could be a good deal. I'm not sure on those. But the hot dogs are absolute criminal. And I, th- we got we to gotta start a petition. The hot dogs you get in the dugout deals <clears throat> are something that a, a toddler would eat. And a toddler would still be hungry after eating it. Am I right? Like, they're so They are small. small. They are fucking – they are really small. Like, Avery. It was, it was a marketing, like, wizardry. Mm-hmm. 
doing that. What else can you get there, by the way? Is is it? You can get like the fucking shitty nachos. I think you can get like pretzel bites. I Uh, got the pretzel bites because I had eaten nine hot dogs the day before we went to the game. Yeah. So I kind of tried to lay off. Um, but yeah, the nachos too. You could just. yeah, you could just tell people don't think it's really good because one, no one's really talking about it. It was like a big thing when it first came out, but now yeah. you like you see people. <laughs> there's more people in line at like the normal beer stand because they offer, I guess, like a better variety. Like it's like okay, and like you only get Bud Light or Budweiser. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like listen, listen. Okay, so right. here I've looked it up. I've done some more math. Okay, a king can is twenty five ounces. I'll go American because this okay. makes sense. Yes. 25 ounces for the king can. It is 12 ounces for a regular beer. Okay. So you do save a little money. A little like, much. but is it worth it though? Is yeah, it worth all yeah. the trips? Is it worth fucking being that guy that's standing in? Listen, is it worth being the guy that keeps having to stand up your fucking row because you have to go get a new beer, right? Is it worth it? No. No, no. Okay. Argument solved. Maybe we'll clip that. I don't know. We'll clip that. Put our dugout deals. That'll be that. Like that'll be the 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 the, the title page. Our dugout deals a scam. That's mm-hmm. all I want to know. I want. I think that, that clip would go crazy in about a month when we get more people in the building. You know. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I think it'll even go crazy now because that like I see it trending on TikTok already. That's what made me think. I actually just watched a TikTok of like, okay. oh, the new dugout deals and like. It, they're fucking you somehow. Listen, if they're getting jerseys that are twenty dollars to make and they're charging you three hundred fucking dollars for them, I promise you, Rogers doesn't give a fuck about saving you money for beer. All right. You know, I saw a TikTok also about dugout deals, and it was hyping the shit out of it. It was like you fucking five thirty six, get there, get your fucking <laughs> beers. You know, like it was. People are like a little brainwashed about fucking dugout deals. They yeah. think they're getting the deal of a lifetime. Now. Fake news media, as they say. It's yeah. fake news media, and we're fucking going up against it. Mm-hmm. We're uh, we're going up against it. It's just, I don't know, man. I think uh, we need to make a sign that says, say no to dugout deals outside the Rogers I feel Center. like we would get kicked out in half a second. <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we, honestly, even if we wore like shirts that say dugout deals are a scam, um, at the would you like to hear about the word of the Gate 14 <laughs> podcast on the back? Yeah. Like we're like we're preaching the Bible of dugout deals being a scam. I I'm on the. I'm gonna make the are. meme. Dugout deals are a scam. Yeah. Change our minds. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be good it. for the Instagram. That would be very yes. good for the Instagram. And honestly, you'll get a lot of people talking. We'll have a lot of the Biggio stands that are just hate me for no reason. Like they'll they'll be cluing in saying that it's not a scam and. Uh, Biggio should be getting more at bats because he's a prodigy and he didn't get any chances because he was injured 17 years ago and he mm-hmm. he lost his fucking baby teeth when he was 12. So he's it just whatever that's fine. But maybe even the Will Smith sm- the slap with uh, Gate 14 Pod and Biggio fans and a slap. Or the well, there's okay. so many there's so many things here. Avery, keep writing these down. I have another one for you. Verbal meme. Um, yeah, I'm, the, read, the, really the, the 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 girlfriend holding hands with the boyfriend yes and the boyfriend's looking the other way and it's she's dugout deals and the and the girl walking past is is just whatever like the regular beer normal concessions the 14 dollar seltzer the 14 dollar not neutral whatever the fuck it is (laughs) seltzer that is that is comedy and that'll that'll relate to people because listen here that, like I said, dugout deals are a scam. We will be fighting for this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You can show me any math you want. Um, I'm just thinking about aesthetics. You have to keep telling the row to get up. You get dirty looks from people. Um, and by the way, another vet move by me this weekend. Um, I bought tickets. I always look for the tickets. 
that are as close to the end of the row as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. So I could just get up and get down whenever the fuck I want. So if people listening, I got a couple, listen, I'm going to start doing some vlogs at Jay's games with you guys, where there's a couple hacks that to kind of get you around the stadium, kind of weasel your way around. And that is one of them. One of those is when you're on Ticketmaster or StubHub, you always look for the 101 to 104 seats or the one to four seats. And you just weasel your way at the front. So you're not, you're not bothering anyone. And, uh, and, and then another one is, if you have pretty shit sheet seats to a Jays game, what you do is you go on Ticketmaster or StubHub about five oh. to ten minutes before the game, and you during see, the game too, yeah, you can. and you see what seats are available that people haven't bought, and you just weasel your way down there. But they have been kind of cocksuckers about that though, as of yeah. late, right? I think you gotta like almost be in the same section, which is what which is good about what you just said. Yeah, okay, getting that like one hundred and four. But you got on the field, Johnny. Like we gotta hear about this. Like you're fucking. On the fucking turf, you're standing there. I <laughs> was like, on the Holy ground, shit. man. Yeah, boots Listen, on the ground. I'm this not, guy, like, what the fuck pump, happened there? I'm not one Hollywood. of the tires are, but if, if you follow me on social media, I've been on humble brag quite a few fields post game. <laughs> and one of the one of the biggest um big balls thing of all time, and this is like, and I hope you guys like when we get guys on the podcast, you guys will feel this too, is looking at the fucking scumbag security guard in the face and saying, no, no, no. I'm going down there. You know, yeah. after the game, it's yeah. one of the biggest power moves of all time because I was I was about to walk down to the level and this security guard, she thought she was up to something. She thought she yeah. was like, I'm about to fucking kick this four-eyed fuck back up. And I looked at her and I said, no, 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 no. I'm meeting my friend down here. He's actually, he plays on the A's. And I just body bagged her, sent her to fucking back up to the top of the section. She had she had her tail between her legs, had no idea what she was doing. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going on the field, motherfucker. So yeah, anyways, I greeted Kevin Smith, obviously Blue Jays legend. Wish he got more of a shot here. But you know, when you have Kevin Biggio stealing that bass from people, that's what happens. Um, yeah, no, it was sick, honestly. And that was the first time, like I was on Citizens Bank Field last year, and I know I'm just name dropping humble brag here, but that was the first time I've been on the Rogers Center field in my life. I've been to over thousands, really? like I've been to over thousands of Jays games. I was never one of those little weasels that ran the bases after the game. Maybe you no, guys I ran were. the bases. Yeah. Yeah, I did it yeah. once. Yeah, you guys definitely once, give me that so. vibe of running the bases. But <laughs> I, I was like I, six, man. Come I, on. <laughs> I stepped I foot on that field. And um, so I wasn't originally going to be on the field. But Kevin was like, well, one, I'm short. And Kevin's short, too. So I don't want to, like, kind of alpha him in the picture. And another thing is, is I was like, when I was there, I was like, I'm already here. I might as well just jump over the fucking – I might just jump over the fucking What would you do? Like, text him? Or did you just be like – No, 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 no. So we text – so he texted me yesterday – or Friday. And he was like, are you here? Let's, uh, let's get a picture after the game. And okay. I was like, no, I'm not here. Uh, I'm going to be there tomorrow. He said, okay, tomorrow after the game, we'll get a picture. Um, they, the A's just gave a uh, they gave a beer shower to their pitcher who got their first career win. I think it was out of the bullpen or save or something like that that game. And uh, he was like, "All right, I'm late." So I was like waiting there with my tail between my legs a little bit, looking like kind of like I was lying to the security guard when I closed the field. And then yeah, he, Kevin comes out, and then we take the picture. And one thing also, um, when you're taking a picture with these guys and you're like close to like where other fans are and stuff like that, you start seeing the absolute vultures, like the. I couldn't even have a full conversation with him because there was about 5,000 fans that kept weaseling their way down saying, can you sign my jockstrap? Oh, can sakes. you sign this box, this ball? Mm -hmm. No, we got a good conversation. And honestly, Kevin raked this weekend. Like mm -hmm. you want to talk about slam dunking on the Blue Jays. 
He had like 106 mile an hour exit velo double off the wall off stripling. He absolutely body bagged Ryu. He just, I mean, body bagged Ryu. Got a nice little single off Manoa. So it's good to see guys like that that kind of didn't get a shot, kind of get a shot now and not take advantage of it. Obviously, he's still struggling a little bit, but do it in front of like the team that kind of traded him, right? Yeah, that's the best feeling in baseball or in sports is when you fucking you go back to the team that trades you and you just fucking rake. Like that's great for him. I mean, he probably felt like a fucking beauty after that for sure. Yeah. And he's such a good guy too. I don't know if you guys see like, or listen to the episode. I had him on so long ago, but he is one of the best dudes I've ever met through the podcast stuff. He's just a legend. I was at his debut. I don't know if you, you guys have heard the story. Obviously when I, when I was at the debut with him and his family, I was sitting behind Vladdy's family, humble brag, and he gets his first career hit and I had an absolute hammer in my mouth and I swallowed it. And they go to pan to us on uh, Sportsnet, and I'm with his family, and I look absolutely fucked. Like, just definitely. <laughs> Do you have that clip? Can we post yeah, that no, clip on Instagram? Clip. I have the clip. Like, I'm pretty sure it's like you just search uh, the smiling or whatever, like, or Kevin, hit, Kevin Smith's first career hit. And you just see his family like this, and I'm just like this, like I'm like this, like my how my hat is up, my mask uh, is like below. I'm my face. The things I need to yeah, do we need like the, the oh no song, you know the TikTok, like the and oh I'm, no and song, like and the zoom in on his face. I'm just like this, day. I'm just clapping, and I got like a thousand text messages. People like, look at this ugly fuck on TV. <laughs> like my buddy's just sending me to, uh, me on TV. It was I looked the most out of place. I'm wearing like my mask is like below my face. I was, tr- don't know why I was trying to grow flow or something at that point last year. I was just like, I don't know if barbershops were closed or whatever, but it was, it was, a, it was a tough look. It was a tough look, but I, it, you just love to see it. Guy gets first career hit. And the next thing I know, I swallow my dip. It was incredible. We have good news about uh, unvaccinated players though, coming to Canada this week. What is it? Um, like Hawk and all those guys aren't JD Martinez can't play in Canada bunch of those red Sox are unvaccinated that's next week though i thought right that's okay like yeah i weeks. think that is next week yeah yeah, they're in. Mm-hmm. yeah that's i don't know weeks. why okay yeah i saw a tweet that said yeah hawk won't be there jd martinez is unvaccinated yeah <laughs> it might be our best advantage that we've ever had <laughs> yeah there's a couple of yankees too right dude aaron judge it's mm-hmm. gonna be we're gonna be playing the fucking scranton yankees they're low a fucking team when they come here dude and by the way we got to go into this obviously before we end this episode you want to talk about poverty organization five to nothing to the baltimore fucking orioles you don't even put up a run across the plate with your actual lineup are you kidding me with that? And they lost Friday because Chapman tried to throw a backdoor slider to one of the worst hitters on the Orioles, and he just wasn't even close. And they're arguing it. Trevino is arguing. Like, shut the fuck up, Trevino. Trevino, that guy is fucking pissing me off. Like, <laughs> real worst. hard. I don't he's know why, but he's like, I fucking hate him. And I, I really don't know why. But every time I've seen the Yankees play, like, I don't know if he's like, coming off as a real like boardy or if he thinks he's bet like a real if he actually thinks he's good at baseball but he I'm is starting to, i don't know about you guys but he's starting to really piss me off well he can be public enemy number like six or seven at this point yeah, yeah i'm fine well, with let, it. Me, let me go over this for a second the the new york yankees let bruce fucking zimmerman <laughs> drag their nuts all over them bruce zimmerman out of all the fucking people, five innings, six punchies, four hits. Thanks for coming out. And by the way, the Yankees didn't get a hit after the fifth inning. Didn't get one hit. Didn't ha- they, they, they had how many guys on base? One guy on base 
after the fifth inning. <laughs> One guy on base. That's And we're talking legit lineup here. We're not talking on vaccinated people not being able to play. Hicks, Judge, Donaldson, Stanton, LeMahieu, Torres, Higashioko, IKF, and LaCastro. We're not talking bums in the lineup. Obviously, Rizzo and Gallo, they both pinch hit. Both went 0 for 1. Rizzo, obviously, strike out. But the Yankees are, I mean, this is incredible. And Yankee land is, is just in shambles right now. Yeah, it's, it's fucking, the Yankees don't look good. Like, they got a bunch of these, like, power guys that strike out a lot. Didn't we know that, though? Yeah. The, the, I think the biggest surprise is the Rays. They don't look very good. No, they really don't. They, they <laughs> like, lost to the A's, right? We were talking yeah. about that earlier. And then they, the they lost. The Meadows trade was kind of weird to me. Yeah, he was like a kind of like a staple in that lineup, um, lefty bat. But, I mean, the starting rotation on Tampa is starting to hurt them, I think. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's not very good. It's not good. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it, McClanahan's not, a really good pitcher. Yeah, McClanahan is really good. McClanahan's not on the Rays. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about Honeywell. Honeywell's on the on the mm-hmm. athletics. You're right. Yeah, Honeywell's mm-hmm. on the athletics. Yeah. No, the Rays aren't looking that good. The Yankees obviously aren't looking that good. The Red Sox aren't that – I mean, the Jays have given up the most runs, though, which is kind of scary to be honest. Yeah, that is scary. We Trevor haven't Story's clicked been at cold. all. Trevor Story's been cold. And honestly, the Jays are kind of like we talked about, like damage control. They're keeping their head above water. Obviously, you don't want to mm-hmm. peak too early. The Jays are six and four, which is tied for the best record in the American League, which is crazy to me that six and four is yeah. the best record in the American League. But yeah, I'm not really like damage control. And we're doing this with Ryu, who has a, like a 67 ERA. So, and Merriweather. So I'm not, I'm not really. And do you guys think Ryu's actually injured? I was just about to ask that because I didn't watch the game. I just kind of went back or I saw seventh inning on what was his injury. I didn't even was it say, did he go the IL for back? Is that what he went? Yeah, I, think it, was, yeah, I think it was I forearm thought. tightness. Yeah. That seems like uh, one of those makeup. Yeah. Injuries. Because when players get the yips, they go like on the IL, right? That's yeah. the thing that happens. It's just the phantom injuries. He had a good first inning though. He was cruising in the first. Cause I, Listen, I'll put my hand up. I had a strikeout total because, listen, and hear me out, the Oakland Athletics have the highest strikeout percentage against left-handed pitchers in baseball. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do a little research here. Maybe Ryu figures this shit out. Not even close. He had one. He had <laughs> one fucking strikeout. So, what was the line at? Three and a half? It was – no, it was five and a half. Not what? Even, yeah, he didn't even <laughs> sniff it. He didn't even – he didn't even come remotely close to where I was like after the first inning. I was like, oh, okay, maybe he's going to hit this. Not When I saw four doubles in a row or four runners on second in a row, I was like, this is couldn't be more dead. So, yeah, it, was, it wasn't great. But let's go into the series, obviously. We always do the preview and stuff like that. So we'll go into game one. Like we're, what we might do is we'll start going like game by game maybe or something we – or pick out something we see significantly. But So game one, it's Kikuchi versus Nathan Avaldi. Nathan Avaldi is very good. All right. Obviously, it's no yep. beating around the bush. The guy throws gas. He's nasty. He has disgusting shit. And the Jays are going to be playing in Fenway. And playing in Fenway is not easy, especially with the Red Sox playing at home. They're not going to have to travel. They're going to be there the whole time. The past five or six days they've been there or four days. I'm scared about that game. I think that game is going to be either an absolute dog walking or Kikuchi just master classes for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared about that game. Is Hawk, Abe might know this, or Johnny might know this, Hawk starting a game too? Uh, no, Pavetta starting game two. Pavetta starting think, game two. They haven't announced game three yet, right? Okay. No, but we have Gosman going game three. Yeah, Gosman going game three for the Jays. I'm going to predict here. This is the first time I predict a – I'm going to say one and two. 
I think it's yeah. kind of a wake up of like, okay, Boston's fucking good. We 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 have some things to fix. We like series. Wait, is that three or four gamer? It's three. Because then they go. Okay. To, then the Jays go to Houston. Like okay. this is this a is very a tough week. This yeah, is a tough and then we stretch. play Houston again in like a week and a half. Right. This is a very tough stretch because the Jays are going to be playing the Red Sox for three away, and they're going to be staying on the road playing the the Astros at home, and then they go back and play the Red Sox in Toronto, and then the Astros again. What the fuck weird schedule is this? What is I can't this? Wait, I can't what wait to see our July schedule. Yeah. yeah. Our July when we play the Royals, the Tigers, <laughs> the like the A's. And then this the is Twins. crazy, though, because listen, the Jays, this is maybe one of the hardest stretches they're going to have this year because you got the Red Sox three game series, Astros three game series, Red Sox four games, Astros three games, Yankees three games. Holy that is a stretch. Fuck. Yeah, 20 of our 23 games as of last week were against the Red Sox, Yankees, and Astros. Mm-hmm. That's not ideal. That's going to show. I mean, if, like I said, if we get out 500, control. I think we're happy. Yeah, if the Jays get out 500 in that stretch, because listen, the Astros were not impressive this weekend. I, I watched the games. The Mariners maybe are just a wagon. And credit, I mean, credit to me, Adam Frazier comes on the podcast, goes seven for 17 this weekend. Is that good? Um, the Mariners might just be good, but the Astros didn't do not impress me that much. Besides Justin Verlander, that motherfucker still has it. I hope yeah, we don't see him. Yeah, that's a fucking. That's gonna be just he carves the. Jays. It's gonna be must watch TV seeing uh, Jays Astros like two power lineups just going at it. He carves the Jays though, unfortunately. Yeah, he threw the no hitter really against didn't. Toronto. Yeah, he threw the no hitter yeah. in Toronto. Yeah, but anyways, go back to the series though. So obviously, game one is gonna be tough. But the thing is, though, Jared, and you mentioned the one, go one and two here. The Jays got their arguably, like I said, like we've been talking about, their maybe their two best guys pitching this series, right? Yeah. You got Barrios, and then you got Gossman, right? So the Red Sox pitchers, Nick Pavetta is not as good. As no, he got Barrios. fucking shelled against. Yeah, he the got twins. shelled. Yeah, he mm-hmm. got shelled against the Twins. So I can see the Jays going two or three. I wouldn't be shocked if it's one and two though, but. Mm-hmm. I think two or three, man. I mean, this pitching road, like the, the, the staff going um, Wednesday, Thursday, or sorry, two, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday is you got Gossman and you got Barrios, and that bullpen's going to be, I'm assuming, fully healthy, like the good guys, if Kikuchi gets kind of mashed. So I, I could definitely see two or three. I like two or three as well at this point. I think Barrios does the thing where he goes six innings, two earned, maybe. And we win seven two, that game, game two, and then Gosman again. We I don't know who they're gonna throw. If it's Hawk, I may be worried. Hawk about. fucking he is a fucking He's tough, especially against our righty heavy lineup. I'm I I don't know the stats of him, but every game I watched last year, it seemed like he just diced us up when he'd come in to relieve. He's good, man. He's disgusting. He's so like. And honestly, it's kind of scary. He'll walk me. people, though. Yeah. He'll walk he some people. That, that, that all, fucking yeah. slider. It scares me that Trevor's story hasn't heated up, and I'm scared yeah. he's going to do it against the Jays. That's another thing that also scares me. But yeah, two or three is definitely reasonable. But I hope Rich fucking Hill pitches, though. Oh, God. I don't know. Yeah, we will pound him. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's just the fact that guy's still in the league is bananas to me. Dude, his, his dad died. Um, Sorry to Rich Hill's dad. His dad died this week. His dad was 93 years old. Yeah, he's an old head. I mean, Rich Hill is Rich Hill is very old, but 
I, it's cr- good for him for kicking it around, though. The guy's still kicking around. Good for fucking yeah. Rich Hill, man. I mean, the guy's finessed the spot in the, in the lineup for sure. It's his third time in Boston, I think. Yeah, it's just – you You just got to – I mean, you got to tip your cap for someone being in the league for that long. You really do. Yeah. I mean, it's just incredible shit. But what was I going to say? I totally forgot what I was going to bring up here. It's about the Red Sox. Fuck. I don't, I don't remember. Fuck. I don't remember what I was going to say. But – Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Zach Collins masterclass this week. Is that what's going to happen? Oh, yeah. Right. Gonna, I can't wait. I honestly, and listen, I'm rarely on the edge of my seat for <laughs> fucking Jay's at fast. Did you take know. that shot? Like, he's I have to. Fucking... You're right. I have to. I have yeah. to. I, I have to. I have to. You're right. right. Okay. I have to. But um, yeah, no, Zach Collins uh, masterclass this week. Mash the Red Sox. A little short porch in right field. Let's go. Let's ride Zach Collins. Yeah. This is what I was going to talk about, actually. Now I remembered it. Alec Manoa, only 82 pitches, and we're taking him out. What the fuck are we doing? I ha- And listen, I'm saying this because I'm biased because I had a strikeout total, six and a half. He had six. Um, what are we doing? What is – is this the new league of baseball? We just take guys out at 80 pitches, or what's the deal here with that? They did, they did it with – like, I don't – it seems like a lot of teams are doing it. Like, 80-85 seems to be, like, where everyone's going to start. Like, I, they're not the only team doing this. I guess because he's young, young too, I guess. But they, you saw it with Kershaw, too. They, the old that was heads, fucked, the, the right? Old that was, yeah. That Did you like fucked. that? I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And, and listen, and obviously, it's easy to say. Maybe he said something or – but it's another excuse for old fucks on Twitter to say – Back in my day, you would have had to murder me to get off a mound <laughs> when I was throwing a perfect game. That's what yeah. that was an excuse for. So yeah. I don't know. I, I have mixed emotions about it. Obviously, Dave Roberts, if he didn't was wasn't gifted the greatest lineup in baseball history, he'd be a poverty manager, which he is. Yeah. So I'm not sure. But uh, anyways, like I said, man, I, listen. I want to be. We might have to go live on Instagram for the Zach Collins at bats. I don't know what we're <laughs> gonna have to do, but I'm dialed the fucking. Where and listen, where were you when Zach Collins carried the Toronto Blue Jays? Where were you? Where, do you remember that exact location where you're at? Because I remember I was there and I was eating my words. And by the way, Zach Collins' girlfriend and sister, maybe answer a DM. We're getting this guy on the show. Let 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 us talk to our king, please. Yes, please. They, so they followed the Twitter account, but not answering your DM. Yeah, no, they're big. And she and like his girlfriend has like three followers. I'm not besides that. Listen, listen, I, listen. <laughs> You better like figure it out. We want if you okay. want good PR with the boys. Yeah, we're getting Zach Collins on the pod. Maybe we have to make shirts and go to a game. I'm going to just... tag him in the post. I'm going to make the post of him hitting today to pump it up. Yeah, and then we are going to tag him in it, and everyone will tag Zach Collins and tell yeah, him everyone tag Zach Collins. How many followers does he have on Instagram? Just Se- like seventeen thousand. Like he has we a, have a fuck. We time. have a shot. I have no idea why he has so many. I really don't. Like, was he a big <laughs> White, Maybe the White Sox really loved them, the fan base. I don't maybe know. We were missing I, something. Here. I really don't know. But anyways, man. And listen, for the people listening to this episode, right? The TikTok is on the fucking loose. The Instagram is on the fucking loose. The boys have just been absolutely buzzing. If you aren't following that shit, follow it yesterday. Uh, I Like I said, I got, we got a lot of a pretty good amount of DMs or people like saying like they listen to this podcast stuff like that. I got a pretty good amount of text. So we obviously love the support. This is going to be the this is going to be the Jays podcast, the People's Jays podcast. And yeah. just join along for the roller coaster. Hopefully by the time we talk to you, the Jays are still in first, um, yep. maybe two and one. JR, Avery, any last comments? Like, let's let's have ourselves a let's have ourselves a weekend here or a week here. Sorry, we'll talk to you guys Friday. Yeah, I'm excited. This is gonna be fun. This is gonna be baseball, Fenway. Um, 
like it's gonna be Boston Jays, man. We're gonna see it a lot this year. Our first look at it. I'm excited. Go birds. Mm-hmm.